0: If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's really easy to use, you guys. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today.
1: We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. we got to win a win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one the Burry. Here we go. Ten seconds. Burry.
0: Hey guys and welcome into another edition of the Chicken Nuggets. I'm your host Jenna Garcia. I'm here with my co-host Riley Biller and it is a sad day for Nuggets fans. A devastating day for Nuggets fans. I don't know if we've had a blow this hard, well phrasing, hold on. <laughs> I don't know if we've, if Nuggets fans have endured a day like this sad since maybe Mello left, I guess. This feels like the day Mello left, like just sadness. Riley, when did you hear the news about Jamal Murray tearing his ACL? Well, <clears throat> I was watching the
1: game last night. Unfortunately, since I'm on the East Coast, I fell asleep around third quarter, and then I woke up and saw that uh, Jamal hurt himself. I thought he just, like, hyperextended it, was going to be out the next few games. Then, uh, once again, I was doing sports or the Carolina News Show, and I got the alert that Jamal Murray got it, has a torn ACL. And the last two times I've done sports, it's been such a bad day. Roy Williams retired last time, Jamal <laughs> Murray got hurt. This time, I'm just like, okay, this sucks, but um yeah super downer um it hurts even more just because we've the nuggets have been doing so great um up until this point and things are really looking like the sky's the limit yeah um and now it's just like a bunch of question marks I don't know right I'm still trying to like
0: process it really yeah I know me too me too um I think initially when I saw it happen I was just like no it's he's gonna be fine because Jamal we seen him fall he's on the ground a lot in games he is a hustler like he um, he puts it all out there I don't I I know like you were You were concerned that maybe he wasn't playing at full strength. He wasn't scoring like he was at the beginning, but he was putting out like good defensive games. I think he's been, in fact, my takeaway on Jamal up until 58 seconds left in the game last night was, well, he didn't have his shot, but he sure did work his ass off in every other area. When he was on the floor, he was playing great defense he was rebounding getting deflections getting steals he was out there putting his best foot forward no pun intended and his best foot was his was his left leg because he had been out for four games due to right leg soreness and a lot of people think maybe he was overcompensating with that left leg he pushes off of that left leg to go up in the air and you just see the you almost can see it like drop out it was like on the push up where it hurt him and he falls out of the air hits the floor and is hitting I mean smacking the floor screaming in pain on the broadcast you could hear from the mics that were being that are set up for the broadcast mics picked up you know him I don't know crying not like not tears crying but like you know, he was in pain. You could hear him saying, Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, I have, I reached out to my sister this morning because she tore her ACL twice. And I just wanted to know like what, how she would describe it. And I, you know, she's on the West coast, so she must not be up yet. (laughs) Unlike you who's on the East coast and you know, it's later. So yeah, she, I, I haven't heard back from her, but, um, I just can't imagine what Jamal's going through right now. I I feel so bad for him. I feel bad for Nuggets Nation. Um and I just can't believe I can't believe it happened. It totally changes their trajectory because they they aren't who this 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 team is not who they are. They are not they don't get this far or they don't get as far as they did last year in the bubble without Jamal Murray. Yeah.
1: I mean they say when you uh, tear your ACL, you can hear the pop. Um, and I feel like Curry kind of showed a reaction right away. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he heard it. Uh, apparently, people around me can hear it as well. Dang. Um,
0: I thought Curry's but- reaction, honestly, was kind of negative. Like, he shook his head. And to me, it looked like he was annoyed. With, like, the fact that there was either annoyed with another injury or annoyed that, like, it was the end of the game and maybe he just wanted the game to be over. Um, but I, I mean, he tweeted out today, you know, his condolences to Jamal Murray. I'm sure he didn't know. I thought his initial reaction, I mean, you saw the video, right? His initial reaction kind of looked like he was annoyed mm-hmm. to me. And I don't know, annoyed with what, but, but, as soon as he saw that like people came out and joined jamal on the floor and stuff he did kneel behind them you could see him kneeling and waiting for jamal so i i mean i know some people were like what the heck steph didn't even comment on jamal's night but steph had his own kind of big night and important night for his own career as well and so he didn't comment on jamal's injury post game he did comment though now via twitter and i'm sure it wasn't like I i thought Oh, he looks annoyed, and then he realized it was actually a big deal and then he once he realized it was actual injury he he did show respect. so to me, it wasn't that big a deal, but I know a lot of nuggets fans out there were pissed. yeah,
1: it was a it's a it's really a game changer loss. I'm normally negative Nancy on Jamal, but the last two, three episodes, two, three weeks, I mean, I've only had good things to say about him. um I think one of the worst things is the injury that it is, is that it, it we might not even see him till maybe like the end of the season or playoff some next season. So you're talking, he's going to miss the whole next season. So mm-hmm. not only does this impact this playoff run, but it's going to impact the next run. Um, and that's if he could come back healthy. I mean, ACL is not something to play with. Some guys can never come back. It's a scary injury. It's something that could be a mental game. Um, so it's just, it's, it's a, it's a tough one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They say it's about, I mean, I saw 10 months rehab after an ACL uh, tear. I also saw for like most athletes, it's been nowadays, it's more like seven to nine months. So yeah, you're talking about a good chunk of next season that he's going to miss. Um, the nuggets, I obviously just got done signing Aaron Gordon. Thank goodness imagine had they not signed him and they only signed Javel McGee I would have lost my mind I, <laughs> I would have <laughs> I would not have been able to contain myself but thank god they signed Aaron Gordon hopefully Aaron Gordon can kind of fill in MPJ's current you know third the third guy role and MPJ can hopefully step up it's um unfortunate that mpj was injured earlier this season because you kind of hope that those were some of the best minutes he was you know good minutes that he was getting to put in when it didn't count as much where now you're getting the last chunk last month of the of the regular season where games really do matter a little bit more but do you think mpj can fill the very big shoes of the two next to nikola Jokic? and what are you seeing from them as far as their chemistry goes over the last few games
1: I mean, the last few games, the chemistry has been right on. I thought they've been playing very well together. And here's my thing. I think MPJ can fill that role offensively, no problem. Um, it's really going to be the defensive end. Jamal became the top defender for this team. Um, I don't know if MPJ could fill that that kind of role, but... Um, that's going to be up to someone else, or who knows, he might surprise us. But the offensive part, I think, will be fine. Um, the leadership is going to be something that hurts because Jamal was kind of the leader of this team. And I think that's really going to hurt when it comes to the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be fine in the regular season, maybe not finish as great as they were on track to since getting Aaron Gordon, but I think they'll be fine on that aspect. But when you enter the playoffs, it's just a different game. And you want Jamal, who showed tremendous amount of will to win and leadership last season, you would have won that on the court. I don't know if MPJ could fill those shoes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to – a lot to put on MPJ, too. We're talking about his second full year in the league, Um with like an actual and really his only his first year with like a real major role on a team consistently for the the entire season so a lot of guys usually you you give them three years you give them four years before they're like carrying that much weight obviously with the exception of a few guys LeBron James um but MJ has been shooting really efficiently he's been playing great he's probably one of the most efficient players shooters right now in the league and I hope like you said on the offensive side of the ball he can get it done I will say like the last few games he struggled from three and I don't know what's up with that but he needs to just whatever mental block is there he needs to let it go because they depend on him from three now because your other three-point shooter in Jamal will no longer be there. I'm glad they have Aaron Gordon moving forward, especially for defense. I think that is so important, but it'll be interesting to see, do they go with Monte? Do they go with Faku? Who do they plug into that spot as a second, uh, instead of Jamal Murray? Um, I'm going
1: to go with PJ on this. And I know I've been the biggest PJ advocate, but you need a guy that could go in and guard shooting guards and the, the, the next best defender for a guard position would be PJ. I think Jokic, Porter, if Gordon step up, they're going to take care of the offense. But I think if you, if you, re- the part you really need to replace is Jamal's defense. PJ could come in and give you defense. That's a guarantee. His offense, we don't know. Sometimes he could play good offense, sometimes it's not there. Yeah. But that we know. So to me, it'd be an easy choice. PJ Dozier, stick him in there. Mm -hmm. but I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought of PJ too, just because of the defensive portion. I'd really, I mean, I'd love it if PJ went in there and did one thing and one thing only and that's play defense. Like literally none of these mid range jumpers. I don't want to see it, PJ. I don't want to see just pass the ball to Nicola. We don't have time. We do not have time for you to take those shots. And, and that's kind of how I feel about Faku in there with the starters too. I know he's been shooting pretty well the last few games, but I'm kind of like, but you taking a shot is so much riskier than just passing it to Nicole and letting him take a shot, <laughs> in, in my opinion. So um, I I like PJ in that role, too. Uh, I wonder if Malone goes with Monte because he feels like – but then Monte and Faku
1: would be weird in the starters to me. Too, to me, that's too short. Yeah, it uh, makes sense. That's too short. That They're, they're going to be able to back – both those guys down you can't one short guy you can work with two short guys you're pushing it in today's league it's just it's too much um I I personally believe Monte thrives coming off the bench um he's just one of those players that does better being the first guy off the bench um I wouldn't want to mess that up yeah Monte again i wouldn't be surprised especially because he has been playing well
0: yeah no i think but when you think about putting pj out there i get what you're saying like monte and faku two short guys but when you put pj out there and you're saying okay he's just going to defend then you take away two shooting threats right because Faku's not really a shooting threat i don't think anybody considers him a shooting threat although i love how he was like pissing off Steph last night with his defense he was the night before that uh Faku was in the game and uh, against Boston and he hit a hit a shot or yes got a steal and then hit a shot on the other end and Boston called a timeout and I was like yeah they're pissed off cuz this little dude just like worked them you know and of course they're going to be pissed off for that so I do love that aspect of Faku but you have if you have Faku and PJ out there you know now you're only giving them real other teams really three shooting sh- threats so they can typically you know, defend those three guys better. So I don't know if that's the answer either. I'm sure uh, Mike Malone is already thinking about it. Um, The Nuggets are in fourth place. So I kind of get, I think there's a little bit of frustration with Nuggets Nation, I guess I'll say, because there's some people who think, you know, Jamal shouldn't have been out there. And I have mentioned it, it was on the 58 seconds left in the game. I get it. They were in striking distance, but Jamal's out on the court with 58 seconds when he's been injured and out for four games. Did it really matter for Jamal to be out there? Um, Riley, I, I don't think the, the situation doesn't need a... There, we don't need to play the blame game, right? There's so, we can blame coach. We can blame st- training staff. When we really think about the roles in the NBA, the role of the players to play games... And they have a lot more power than we, we really realize, you know, or we think about players. Jamal has a lot of power on this team. Michael probably more power than Michael Malone. I don't think Michael Malone really thinks about or focuses on his role is to focus on the game and the game plan and who's going to be in the game um, at certain times. I don't really think he is constantly focused on injury. That's his training staff's job, right? And his training staff, their job is to make sure players are available to play. And I think that's where it kind of gets tricky is we think the training staff is there to make sure just like what we experienced in high school or whatever level we played our training training staff or trainers were there to make sure we were safe. If anything should happen to us, make sure that we were able to be get safely to a hospital or whatever in the NBA, the training staff is there to make sure that the guys are strong and healthy to play and available to play and Nuggets training staff made sure Jamal was available to play, but I think my biggest, I'm not trying to play the blame game is what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to play it. And yet I think the biggest issue here is that the training staff is not there there to keep the players safe because this is a business and the business is you got to be out there to play, to entertain. And Jamal Murray obviously knows that he's a warrior. He likes to be in the game. He probably wanted to be in this game at 58 seconds left. You have no doubt in that. And yet, I'm still like, why didn't somebody tell him no? Why didn't somebody intervene and get him out of that game?
1: Well, it's easy to say that. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's a normal situation for him to be in the game. That's a normal play for him to have. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not thinking the game was over. Da, da, da. You, I mean, it's so easy to look at that when someone gets injured. It's just, accidents happen. This is one of those scenarios.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's where what we really have to walk away with. And and as a fan, we all kind of go through that process. We're pissed that he's in the game at 58 seconds left. Now we've gone, it's like the grieving process. We are like, it sucks. Malone, we're mad at Malone. Why the hell did you have him in there? Then we move on. We're like, training staff. we mad at the world right now. That's what's happening. Exactly. We're mad at the world. That's it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But more than anything, it's, it's our sadness and the fact that he's injured, he's not going to be able to play for the rest of the season. And now our hopes of contending for a championship over the next couple of years seems a little bit more distant once again. And it's like, we can't catch a break as Nuggets fans. It's incredibly frustrating, but I think aside from Jamal Murray's injury, there were some issues in last night's game that came up, for example, uh, the Warriors letting or the Nuggets letting Seth Curry cook them all night he had, ends up having 50 he has 21 in the first quarter they get out the gate and don't execute their game plan and he ends up ending the night with 50 points they totally break down in the third quarter and once again it's the Nikola Jokic upset with the refs show what were your takeaways from the game, Riley? Did you think that, I mean, obviously Jamal Murray's injury is devastating and for moving forward for this team, but there were some other things that, other issues that have been consistently a struggle for this team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, the win streak was going, they came out flat. They looked a little more flat than normal, but um, overall, like, I mean, we can't expect them to win every game. Well, they were on an eight-game 8, eight game win streak, I believe. Um, there was going to be a game we were going to lose. There was going to be a game where they're going to come out a little more tired. They've been playing their butts off. Um, and I think it was just one of those scenarios. I don't think the Warriors are, were better than the Nuggets. Um, I think they just played a better game. And obviously, there was a lot of hype going around because um, Steph did this great – Thing for their organization that'll give you momentum and push you to motivate you to do like to motivate your whole team to go out and play a good game and that's what I think happened and it was a big night for the Warriors so the Warriors kind of took it and run with it
0: no yeah I honestly I totally agree with you and like that game did not I mean the Nuggets are better than the Warriors even without Jamal Murray, the Nuggets right now are better than the Warriors, than the Warriors right now without Klay Thompson. Um, I don't think, like, that in a series, the Nuggets lose to the Warriors by any means. Um, unless, of course, you're, S- Steve Kerr does something and figures something out about the Nuggets because it, they could get coached, but I don't think they'll get outplayed by the, the players on the court. I think the Nuggets have a better lineup, have better reinforcements and can do more with Jokic and Gordon and and MPJ healthy. Um, So I don't think that Nuggets fans need to take this loss or this L to heart too much. Uh, The L of losing Jamal Murray is definitely more devastating than losing to the Warriors on a random Monday night, regular season game. So I don't think it's a big deal. The Nuggets actually have been playing well in the third quarter. They've actually won since the Aaron Gordon trade. There were a few third quarters that they kept, lo- they still lost. And then they started winning third quarters. Um, and that, like, they, I think they got four or five in a row that they won. And then they dropped the one to Boston and then the, by one point and then the one last night. So, and of course, I only know this random shit because I bet on it all the time. But um, I actually bet Nuggets third quarter last night because they had been winning them and coming out so strong, and I thought, oh, they can come out strong against this Warriors team. But of course, Steph kept cooking. The Nuggets couldn't get anything to fall, and they can't get the the win, the third quarter win, or the win overall last night. I think the biggest issue moving forward, though, is this Jokic complaining about the refs thing. I know you. I don't know how much you watched the Nuggets last season before the bubble, Riley, or even any seasons before that. But younger Jokic was a lot like what you're seeing in the last few games where he complains a lot. There's a lot of this, you know, like everybody could do that meme of Jokic with his hands raised in the air. He could be praying, but then you see the look on his face and he's definitely not praying. He's complaining about the ref. And um, yeah, there's a lot of, there were a lot of games. What we're seeing in these last few games looks a lot like two years ago, where Jokic complained about the refs. Jokic complained about the refs. Jokic complained about the refs. And he has really gotten away from that this season. He's been incredibly patient and calm, and he hasn't gotten calls all year. It's not that he was getting calls and now he's not. It's just, I think it's fatiguing him. He's to a point where he's like, oh, I can't believe we're this deep in the season. And I have been doing what I'm supposed to do for so long. And you guys still won't give me a call. And so he finally is kind of at his wits end about it and complaining. And I just think it has a lot to do with the point in the season we're, we're at. I think he's tired. Everyone's fatigued. We've talked about how, how tired Jamal Murray was throughout this season. And, and it's just so frustrating to me that that we're here because I told you, Rye. I told you he was tired. I told you he was fatigued. And now he's fucking injured. And now he's out for a whole re- another year. And I'm so mad. Because the league has set it up this way, so but I mean, players agree. Players wanted to get their money, and they agreed to this many games, and so that's that's what's happening across the league. You know, I what frustrates me is that I want this organization to value rest, and that goes for Nikola Jokic too. There is a real thing rest. Like, are you talking about Kawhi Leonard rest? Like, are you talking the Lebron rest, AD rest? KD rest, we have been mocking the the Nets all season. Oh, they're not taking the season seriously. To me, they're taking it more seriously. They're taking it more seriously because they know they're injury prone. They know that a championship matters. So they are planning for the playoffs. We got to stop saying that rest is a bad thing and start valuing it. Would you rather your team rest or win a championship and win a championship or not rest and... Tear their he ACL played. in a regular fucking season game. That could have happened if he rests uh,
1: more this season or not. It was the play that happened. No, the play that, yes, it would have. Rest is today's soft NBA. No, I don't believe in rest. No, I don't believe just sitting out because of rest. No, well, technically, who knows if this is true? But yes, LeBron is hurt. Yes, AD is hurt, and they do actually have to be out. Then you look at the Nets. Do I think no, that rest is different? Do, do I think that the rest that the Nets are doing, specifically Kyrie Irving, who never plays a goddamn game, is going to help the Nets in the playoff? A thousand percent no, because these are players that they have to learn chemistry. They have to play together. They have to see what works. It's a process. The Nets I have not figured that out.
0: Floor. What? At least he'll be on the floor. Jamal Murray won't be on the fucking floor because he will be out. Because yeah. you, you don't he believe
1: it. It happens. You can look at any avenue you want to look. You want to look, you put it in the bubble. You want to look that they have 72 games in this season that came up relatively fast, shortest offseason. Yes, you can look at all these things. But at the end of the day, They are signed to play basketball for a full season in playoffs, which many players do and many injuries happen. And that's part of the game. I do not just because this devastating news happened and it's, and it's really heartbreaking. I do not believe I do will not come back on rest. Um, There's been plenty of people that didn't have to rest their players and won a championship. Plenty of them. You look at, the heat you looked at uh the warriors you look at the Celtics those players they didn't rest a bunch in the
0: season the Kawhi thing never gonna work for the Clippers Riley it's totally different those teams were able to do it because there wasn't a shortened season that's tacked onto the other bubble the long bubble season it has it's totally different this season I that's fine rest in a regular season when it's a regular season fine what you're saying is fine. But in this particular season where it's tacked onto the extended bubble time, they didn't get much off season. They weren't able to rest. It absolutely does matter. You can't say, Oh, it could have, it definitely would have still happened if Jamal had gotten rest and hadn't been, his body hadn't been so fatigued. Of course his body is more prone to injury. If he has been the more fatigued you are. Everybody knows that if I run 10 miles every day, I'm going to likely injure myself because the more I run, the more likely chance I'm giving myself to injure myself. If I run 10 miles today and then I, and I work it out where I'm working you know, five miles tomorrow, one mile the next day, rest, no running the next day, I'll be able to sustain a, log, a longer progress and, and be able to sustain a, just my body will sustain more miles over a longer period of time. Jamal Murray has played some of the most minutes this season coming out of the bubble and being one of the guys who played the most minutes in the bubble. I absolutely think that like in this season, this we'll just talk about this one in particular, because it's so weird, the truncated season that it is added on tacked on with the very little rest in the off season. I absolutely think the nets are doing the right thing and resting their guys. I absolutely think LeBron's injured. AD's injured. Jamal Murray was injured. He could have waited and not played yesterday's game. It was a Warriors team. They're in the ten seed. Who gives a fuck?
1: Like, if we beat yeah, the Warriors. Wait. Okay, here's the thing, though. First of all, the Nets, terrible example, because none of them played last season, and they weren't in the bubble. And if they were, when they were in the bubble, Kyrie didn't go. Second, when, yes, I see what you're saying about, yes, yeah, so it was shorter. It's more on the body, 100%. But it's also on the player too. He, I'm sure if he wanted to be out, he would be out. But he didn't want to be out. So you can't just look at the, the coaching staff, the league, all this stuff. They told him they can have rest days as long as it was not a national televised game. Last night was a national televised game. So he had to play. We don't have that many national televised games. Another thing is what I would say instead of rest, is maybe don't play him 35 minutes every single game. Maybe they could have done better at his minutes management and not overdone it 100% there. But a full game of just sitting, especially national televised, when they said to play national and televised, you play. Because it's your job. And people who, most people in Denver who can't even watch the games, who can finally watch the game, no, we don't want to see him on the bench for rest.
0: Well, do you, did you want to see him on the bench for the playoffs? Because you're going to now. So I guess. No, I didn't. The, it, the, it the rather than rest for a nationally televised game, we're going to watch all of the playoffs with him on the bench. All of the playoffs are nationally televised, by the way. But instead of blaming, like, I just don't think, like pushing the player's body to forcing him to play in a nationally televised game. But he wasn't. That's important. If He was still injured, he could have
1: said he was still injured and been out and not played. This he also goes on. To his, wall.
0: He was grabbing he was, a that was sore all night, he, he was, was not, in the
1: middle of the first quarter. He, if he wanted to be out of the game because he felt injured, he would have. It's a both side thing, but, but players
0: never going to shower choose. in this situation to do what they want to do. No, he absolutely has the power. And if he was LeBron, if he was Kyrie. If he was KD, if he was Harden, if he was 80, he would have sat out because he would have known that it doesn't matter. A Monday night regular season game against the 10 seed Warriors doesn't matter. But he's Jamal and he has a heart of freaking, like of a warrior. He wants to be in every game, yes. But I don't think. I mean, obviously, tough lesson for Jamal to learn. Hopefully, he learns now to not just go in the game because the trainers say, "Yeah, you're probably you're good to go for tonight." No, so they say they say you're good to go tonight. How do you feel? Do you think
1: you could play tonight? There's always the question to them: not you could play tonight. You're gonna play
0: tonight. No, fine, okay, fine. Let's say it's your way. Yeah, you're good tonight. How do you feel? You think that Jamal had like a, like anybody like a new. Person who's learning something when somebody presents to you yeah you can play tonight and you haven't experienced this before you haven't experienced your body giving out on you you haven't experienced playing this many minutes on your body ever in your time in your career before you're gonna say yeah because you if especially when you have the heart of a warrior if he had had was lebron or KD or even had a vet talking to him and telling him hey man you don't gotta go out there tonight but instead the media, he hears you guys say stuff like, no, that's stupid that you're so soft and to calling him soft. And so of course, he's never going to say, I don't want to play because he doesn't want to be soft. And it's not being soft. It's taking care of yourself so that the longevity, you have longevity, it's taking care of yourself so that your team wins a championship. Like if he was really thinking about how much money he could make, if he won a championship versus how much money he would make to or how much money he'd be charged for missing a national televised game, it wouldn't have been a question because it's not, it, it's the reward of winning a championship is way better. Just pay the fine.
1: Well, that was, that was his call there. And I mean, this is his what fourth or fifth le- uh, year in the league. I mean, that's, that's stuff for him to learn. That's things that he's seen. It's not a surprise, but I mean, um, it's also hard to say we should have been resting him all season when this team struggled. For a long time to even be in the spot that they're in, which is the fourth seed. But for a while there, we were hoping like we were on the edge of the playoffs or not. So to say that we should have been right to him, we might not even be in the position that we're in right now. When we were winning eight games, this was never a conversation. But an injury happened, a significant one. And now it's coming up.
0: No, but it comes down to we weren't successful early on in the season. The team wasn't successful early on because they didn't get him anybody in the offseason. When they lost Jeremy Grant, they didn't fill in that role. And they had to ride Jamal so hard. They had to ride Nicola so hard. Thank God Nicola has not gotten injured. But it's not because they haven't been riding him hard or because Jamal's weaker than him. They've just been riding both of them the whole season. Thank God they finally got Aaron Gordon. Yes, thank God MPJ is healthy again, but MPJ wasn't there. And most of that, those minutes and that time, you know, the overlap role of riding with the second unit went, fell on Jamal a lot, a lot. And I, I think that there, there should be some responsibility to the other people in the organization that they hold to say, hey, you don't got to go out there. Just like it was, like I thought that Golden State should have said to KD, you don't have to play in this game. He wanted to come out and play I'm that sure. game. I'm sure, but somebody, and and just like I, in the same way, I think somebody should have ad- been there to advise him, hey, weigh out the options. Same with Jamal, weigh out How the options. I know it didn't happen though. It's different because It was a playoff situation. This was just a regular season game. How do you know it didn't happen though? What if Paul Millsap went up
1: to him and said, hey man, you don't have to play. Or a trainer said, I mean, you're okay, but But you're putting yourself at risk. We don't know if that was- Also
0: don't know that it was Jamal's decision to be on the floor. You don't know that he wasn't-
1: He was on the floor. And at the end of the day, the people, especially now more than any time ever, the players have the power to do what the players want and to me that falls on Jamal I'm not blaming him because I know this is basketball and ACLs and many other injuries happen and it's just what happened on this play it was unfortunate it sucked but it happens and it's part of the game and people get injured and you you can't look back now and say because this this and this no it's because they got injured on that certain play
0: no i'm not looking back i've been saying all season that they've been riding jamal too hard i've been saying his minutes count has been way too high and i've been saying that he's been fatigued and that he was going to get injured sooner or later and all of those things have come true and they still he's still pushing to come back so quickly he missed four games Look at the other guys in the league, veteran guys like LeBron. Okay, oh, I'm injured. I'm not just going to miss four games. I'm going to miss as many games as I need to get healthy. He's not – LeBron James is 36, though. They're probably feeling different things.
1: They're probably in different – if it was LeBron James of the Miami Heat, do I think he would have came back the same way Jamal did? A hundred percent because he was younger and more reliable at that point in his career. So that's probably where Jamal was at. I don't think we're going to agree on this.
0: No, I'm but, just, I'm, I mean, I get what you're saying. Maybe, maybe we don't, and yeah, we don't know, but we also don't know what pressure was being put on him to participate, to play, or, you know, what pressure we don't understand. I don't think that we've taken into account what pressure they take from what people say if he doesn't play. And I think that that's where we need to re, readjust what the, the message that players are receiving. It's okay to rest. It's okay to give your body rest. We all need rest. The, the fact that we think that because they're professional athletes, that they can push through the mental, emotional, and physical fatigue because oh, well, they're a professional athlete, they should be able to do it. No, they they do the physical part. He pushed through the physical fatigue as much as he could and he forced himself to injury. And it's just, and now we're seeing Nikola Jokic be mentally and emotionally fatigued with the refs and with everything that's gone on this season. So I think it's a real thing. I think we need to change the message that the players are receiving. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's right or wrong or they shouldn't be fine, whatever. But I'm saying we need to change that message because I don't think we take into account Well, players feel the need to play in a game because everyone says if, I, if they don't play they're soft or if they don't play they're weak or if they don't play then they don't care about the team or they're not a warrior. Jamal Murray's been a warrior all season if he needed to stay an extra game i w- uh, rest an extra game i wish he would have received that message from somewhere and unfortunately i think the bigger message out there from all of twitter and people who are out even outside of the organization is if you don't play you're soft and that's not the case and i think that really does need to change but that's why i think nicola should take a mental health day those are real things those are definitely because it seems like the the refs have just gotten under his skin and he can't get over it and we need him to get over it because he plays better when he's not focused on the refs and he's focused on the game he's had a couple weird games as as this fatigue has kind of built up a couple extra techs uh technical fouls just he's not the jokic that he can be when he's focused on the refs so hopefully he gets over that i think over the the
1: next couple games like we should go in like fans and out everything outside should go in don't expect a a grand performance I think it's I think it's going to take time to adjust going to take time to process they got a lot of things to figure out and that's I think what they're going to be doing in the next few games so I don't expect them to win the next few just because it's adjustment period um but the last thing I'll say is if I was a competitor like I think that Jamal Murray is, actually, I know, because he is one of those guys I do respect for always going out there. What I think he was thinking, that all I've been thinking, every time I see the NBA standings, is the Nuggets are sitting at a four seed and the Lakers are sitting at a five seed. That is scary to think about. Do I think the Nuggets were making a legitimate push to try to get in the top three seats? 100% so they didn't have to deal with the Lakers the first very first round. Um, and I think that that was on his mind when the decision to be played or not was there. I think that was a big a big part of it because there's only so many games left and that those standings are coming up more than they have been the whole season. And it was just scary to look at.
0: It could have been on his mind for sure. The, game, the Lakers are one game back from the Nuggets and the Nuggets are six games back from first place. They face the Heat tomorrow night that's going to be interesting. I, I agree with you. Like we're going to need to give them like space to kind of just get over this injury and, and find their new way. Um, hopefully after that heat game, they can do that. They do face the Rockets, the Grizzlies, and then the Blazers after that. Um, I mean the Rockets and the Grizzlies might give them enough time by next week to feel like they can, get over the loss of Jamal Murray and, and figure out how they're going to proceed for the rest of the season. Um, I don't think that they're as down and out as they could be, could have been right. I think getting Aaron Gordon and MPJ progressing the way that he has been is, is really uh, the, the silver lining here. Obviously you wish Jamal Murray was going to be out there with those guys and it won't be the same um, as it would have been with him there, but uh, I think this team isn't just you know drowning yet. I think they can still still be in the playoffs. I think they can still give a good push. It's really going to be important for Nikola and MPJ to start building that chemistry even more than they already have, um, and and for Aaron Gordon to start start taking a few more shots, taking a lot more shots actually. He's going to have to start taking a lot more shots, but. Um, I I hope that they come out tomorrow against the Heat and just play really hearts out. I think that they could potentially play hearts out, you know, just with the emotion of Jamal Murray and losing a player can sometimes do that for a team. So um, I think they could potentially have a good game against the Heat and they could also totally come out and be like flat as hell and not not have anything because they just feel deflated from the loss. So. Don't expect too much, like Riley said. I We can agree at least on that, right? <laughs> and um, hopefully this Nuggets team is able to, to bounce back uh, for the rest of this season. But more, most importantly, um, we're going to miss Jamal, and it was a big blow for, for the Nuggets Nation. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Chicken Nuggets on the Denver Stiffs Podcast Network, and we'll be back next week. Talk to you then.